And indeed, welcome to another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's hard to believe, but we're really counting these things down because a couple of weeks from now, we'll be hosting our final edition of the Hot Stove Show, and it will be the night before opening day 2019. we got a great show for you here this evening. James Rousen joins us uh, from Fort Myers. We're going to hear from Martin Perez as well. And I have a sneaking suspicion Twins fans are going to like the energy of Martin Perez. All of that plus our What's Brewing competition winner and a chance for you to win next week. Let's start, though, with Twins hitting coach James Rousen, who is kind enough to join us as he uh, maneuvers his way through the traffic of Fort Myers, Florida. And, j first and foremost, it is great to hear your voice. It has been a busy, productive spring so far. Uh, all in all, are you happy with the way things have gone? Yeah, good to talk to you again, too, Chris, as well. But um, our spring training has been great so far. Um, guys got a lot of energy. Um, obviously, we had a pretty exciting uh, offseason, and we got some players coming back that have got a little bit more experience and some new faces added to the group. So um, it's been pretty good. It's been enjoyable so far. I think it's a good group working together so far. One of the things about the exciting offseason you mentioned is that you interviewed for a slew of managerial jobs in Major League Baseball. We're fortunate that you're back as the Twins hitting coach this year, but what did you learn going through that very, very detailed process? Um, I can't tell you how humbled I am just to, just to have been considered in those um, in those situations. Um, it was pretty cool just to go through the process and, and just get another idea of how the game works and seeing it from a different angle. Um, I was excited to do it. Learned a lot. Just learned a lot about um, the game from different angles, obviously from the pitching standpoint, from um, you know managerial things that I had necessarily um, thought about in, in my career as a hitting coach. And so um, I kind of tried to take it all in and, and, if nothing else, just continue to uh, embrace new things and embrace some of the new ideas and, and continue to learn as a hitting guy. Yeah, one of the things I think that's remarkable about this year's camp so far is that there are a lot of new pieces on the staff side, and yet it feels like this group has been together a, a really long time. Is that a fair statement made from afar? Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's weird, but the chemistry was right there, right from the get-go. Um, it's a good group. Uh, there's a lot of talking going back and forth. I mean, we we talk about a lot of things. We talk about the game. We talk, you know, kind of have fun with each other, too. I mean, there's no shortage of uh, hitting on each other. you got to come to the ballpark every day ready for somebody to get on you, which makes it fun um, when you show up every day. But it's a good group. Um, you know, we talk about the team a lot, which is fun. I think the more you talk about the team and the more you talk to each other about things that are going on, more ideas you get, and um, it's better for the for the whole team that way. It kind of keeps everybody engaged in every aspect of the game. We had Derek Shelton on a couple of a weeks ago, and he was talking about when Rocco was one of his players, when he was Rocco's hitting coach, and Rocco came to him and said, yeah, I don't really use my hitting coach. Now you're the <laughs> hitting coach for a manager who didn't really use his hitting coach. So I guess you've got all sorts of freedom, right? Man, maybe I should have took Rocco's if I had Shelton coach me too coming up. So maybe <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't listen to him as much, but um, I'm just giving him, getting on him about that. But yeah, um, Rock's been great, man. Rock is, uh, you know, he's that guy. He doesn't take uh, any any aspect of the game. He doesn't basically, he doesn't dive in and think there's one way of doing anything. Um, so the conversations with him are about really discovering, you know, different ways, and also knowing that different individuals do different things. I think he was one of those players that had a bit of a routine and ways that he liked to do things, and he kind of understands going in that, you know, for every guy it's not going to be the same recipe. And I, I totally agree with that. So we've been able to uh, hit it off really well on that subject. Also, 
just uh, presenting new things to uh, different players and giving them different ways to uh, to get themselves ready for the game. Obviously, we've done some machine BP, things we haven't done in the past. Um, there's some different cage groups and, I mean, cage drills and other things that we're kind of bringing in just to give guys options and understand that their job is to do whatever it takes for them to be ready for game time. Yeah, you know, if Shelty had coached you better, you would have been a better player. You wouldn't have learned all the nuances that make you such a great hitting coach, right? So, I mean, it's all coming It's all coming full circle. James Rousen is our guest here today. You mentioned new things, and I know it got a lot of play uh, in various forms and platforms of media. We've talked about it with the Rapsodo cameras and the Edgetronic and all the slow motion stuff for pitchers to get real-time information, pitchers and catchers. My question to you, how about some time for the hitters with that equipment? How can you utilize some similar technologies on the hitting side of things? Um, you know, there's a lot of things out there. Um, Rapsodo also has a um, some hitting technology that they've brought out. Um, a lot of companies are bringing out some different uh, virtual reality uh, tools to use as a team. There's some video devices out there. So I think hitting is making its way. Yeah, glass motion, things that guys can put on the knob and the bat to get that data from it. I think the goal is at the end of the day is to make sure that how we're processing that data and, and is it legitimately – giving a guy a way to help make his swing better. At the end of the day, we're not trying to add more confusion, but we're trying to make the game easier. So I guess our job is going to be um, if we can use that information and break it down to help a player do something in a positive way on the field, we'll do that. But the last thing we want to do is bring all that data to a player and it, it actually confuses him more and, make, and makes it tougher for him on the field. So the bottom line is if the information and data makes it easier for you, it's very useful. If it doesn't, we may have to find a different way to go with those players. Yeah, it's like you said, every player is different, and so you have to figure out exactly what works for each guy and each swing, biomechanically, mentally, all of that. Uh, a lot of this stuff is being implemented with the really young players, and I know we're at that point of camp, James, where a lot of the good young talent heads back to get their regular reps on the minor league side, but as we get deeper and deeper into this, and it might be too early to know, but are you of the opinion that you're going to start seeing these young guys come over um, better prepared for what you're doing because of all of the uh, different things that they're going to be working on and have implemented at the lower levels? A- absolutely. I can't say enough about the way the young players have uh, handled themselves in Major League Camp this year and have come in. I mean, I've been incredibly impressed of the work ethic, the way they go about it. Um, and just to mention a few, um, you know, uh, Wade came in here really good this year. Rooker showed up. Uh, Alex Kirilov was really good. Nick Gordon. And I can continue to go down the um, down the list of young guys that handled themselves well in Major League Camp this year. So they're at the same time on, on the minor league side, they're building their routines now and learning how to you know, do different things and put their routines together for games and what works for them. So as a hitting department, I always say from top to bottom, the goal is to make sure that that transition from a player from the minor leagues to the major leagues is as seamless as possible and having those tools available for each guy. So if we have younger guys that use different tools, our job is to make sure when those guys approach the major leagues and start to get to this level that those same tools are available to them there so that they can prepare for games you know, in the same way that they prepare for them now that's allowing them to have success. Yeah, I love the the phrase hitting department that you just used. Not just you and Rudy, but hitting department up and down the system. I think that that goes a long way. 
Now, to, to case in point, in terms of getting voices out of somebody's head and and streamlining the information and not cluttering things, tell us about Byron right now and where he is with the bat and allowing that athleticism of his to, to step forward. Man, I'm so proud of him, man. He's in such, he's in a good spot right now. Um, you know, mentally and, and physically, obviously, he looks he's in great shape. I'm um, coming in. He's always in good shape, but um, he really looks good this year. He's he's, he's nice and loose. He's free. Um, he's taking really good swings. And the bottom line is, um, you know, you look at hitting, and it's a process. Everybody doesn't show up at the major league level and have this just get off to really good starts and have a lot of success. It's great when those players do, but most players have some ups and downs and and go through some some rough spots. And when they continue to get that experience at the major league level, they start to uh, get to the other side and get to the more positive side. I really feel like Byron is at that point in his career where he's learned a lot of things, um, he's worked on a lot of things, and he's taken a lot of the things he's learned, but he's made them his own. Um, he's worked on some things that have worked and haven't worked, and he's able to put that together and start kind of formulating the things that work for him. And that's always trial and error, and he's on a good spot of, of doing it right now, but he looks really good. He's in great spirits. Um, so I'm looking forward to him having a really good year and enjoying just having a year of being himself and playing the game the way he plays it. James, you've worked with a lot of these players for, for quite a while, and you were there when a lot of them reached the big leagues, whether it's a Max Kepler or a Polanco, and just kind of watching them grow, and players tend to add a little something every off season. Then you've got the guys who come in from, from elsewhere, and Elson Cruz, a Jonathan Scope, proven veterans like that. Have you seen in the returnees that continued evolution and with some of the new guys, as you start to learn them, has there been that eye-opening moment with some of these players where you're like, ooh, wow, that's something you don't notice unless you work with them every day? Well, I'll answer the first one first. I mean, the last question first, should I say, and that's uh, every time Nelson Cruz squares the ball up, you notice it and makes you say, wow, because this guy is some kind of strong, and he can, uh, he can really impact the baseball. His, uh, just early on, watching his work ethic and watching his routine, I think a lot of our guys are actually spending a lot of time just watching him go about his business because he's a he's a professional who does things the right way. Uh, great teammate, always uh, encouraging young guys to be around him, um, and he's very welcoming to that group. So he's a great addition um, to this group of guys that we have here. Uh, the other, the first part of that question, I would say, absolutely that there's no better teacher for young guys than experience, um, and we have a lot of guys now we're getting the amount of major league at-bats underneath their belt that they're comfortable being at this level. They've seen the pitchers enough. They've kind of been through the division and know how guys pitch them. They're starting to understand how guys are trying to get them out, and they're combining what they do with their swing with also the game plan that they have to put together to try to be successful against a pitcher that's trying to get them out. And I think there's a lot of times that, you know, those two things are separate, and, and the more experience you get, the more you start thinking about, the game inside the game and not necessarily is your swing perfect every night. And I think our players are now starting to understand that their approach and doing their homework and doing those things to prepare for the games are is just as important, if not more important, than their swing mechanics. And I think you're going to see our younger players kind of evolve. This is that time in their in your career where you start to evolve and, and pick up the things that you need to, to, to battle every night. 
one of those guys, obviously Miguel Sano, and he's been unable to get those at-bats because of the very unfortunate accident that has left him in that walking boot. You've had a chance to be with Miguel, though, in camp. I know he's frustrated, but have you been able to do some of that mental work and some of the other things? Uh, and, and getting back to the continuity between the, you know, the extended program and the big leagues that will allow him to get into the flow eventually, have you been able to work with him a little bit, at least mentally, and know that he's in a good place when he can finally get rid of that boot? Um, we, we've had conversations. I mean, I can't say enough about the work ethic that he put forth this offseason, and I'm sure um, you've heard about it and talked about it a little bit, but he came into camp in great shape. Um, he was able to flush some of the frustrations from last year, uh, take that into his offseason, really work to get himself in good shape. Um, obviously, he played a little bit and had an unfortunate uh, accident there in the DR, but he was in a really good spot. Um, he's excited, like looking forward to getting back. So I know there's nobody more kind of bummed out about not being able to get on the field with his teammates and things like that right now than Miguel. So it's really up to us to make sure as he comes back, because he's excited to come back, that he takes his time and gets it right so that there are no future setbacks or anything with what he's doing. So I'm really happy with him. Um, he's in good spirits as far as just feeling ready to play. It's just a matter of getting healthy enough to get on the field and and be able to help the club. Now, it won't be long now for you guys to head north. We'll see you up here in a couple of weeks. We'll try to get the snow out of the way for you first, okay? Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send Probus over to shovel your driveway off to make sure that there's no black ice. How about that? Awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, we appreciate your time, James. Enjoy the last couple of weeks down there in the sunshine, and then we'll be ready to roll here before long. Thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. That is James Rousen, outstanding as always here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. Whether you're joining us across our network tonight, whether you're joining us via Facebook Live, or perhaps you're podcasting us at your convenience later in the week, we are just getting started on the Twins Hot Stove Show. We've got our What's Brewing competition winner brought to you by Killer Root Beer, and we'll introduce you to Martin Perez, all coming up on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. Great stuff there from James Rousen. And we've got more great stuff ahead for you, whether you're listening across our network here in a very soggy upper Midwest. Perhaps you're tuning in via Facebook Live. And, of course, those of you who podcast us wherever you get your Twins podcast, glad to have you with us. And that includes this week's What's Brewing winner. Our question last week in our What's Brewing comp- uh, contest brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer was after speaking with pitching coach Wes Johnson, what metric do you think is the most critical for uh, evaluating pitchers. You've got all sorts of different ways you can do it. Some people really lean on strikeouts per nine innings, especially for relievers. There's FIP, there's ERA, uh, and the uh, you know the different ways you can evaluate a pitcher. Our winner this week is Jake Bloom. And Jake, well, Jake went with FIP, fielding independent pitching. He must be a big Glenn Perkins fan because Perk was always a big, uh, a big proponent of FIP even before it became mainstream. Uh, Jake Bloom, congratulations. We appreciate your tweet, and we appreciate your uh, participation here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. Now, if you did not win last week, that well, it doesn't mean there's not a chance you're going to end up with a case full of Killebrew root beer on your porch next week. Our question here, as we've reached a certain point of spring training, is which Twins player in camp has been the most pleasant surprise to you? There's always those stories really early in camp, and now as we start uh, to, to see some cuts, maybe you get a little deeper into camp, more of the, the core guys. Is it a new player? Is it improvement from an old player? What Twins player 
is having the most pleasantly surprising spring training camp, in your opinion. Uh, go ahead and explain via Twitter, at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio, in our What's Brewing competition, and you could win a case of Killebrew Root Beer. Again, that's hashtag Twins Radio, at Twins Radio, on uh, your Twitter uh, device. Uh, and the question is, in our What's Brewing competition, which twin is having the most pleasantly surprising spring camp? In fact... Maybe it's this guy. Martin Perez still out there. Twins have activity in the bullpen. 0-2 on the way and swung on a miss. And Chisenhall, he'll head back to the dugout. There's one out. Strikeout number three. That's the voice of Dan Gladden. And that man uh, throwing the strikeout, of course, was Martin Perez. First year as a Minnesota Twin, but no stranger to Twins fans who've often been on the other side of the diamond from the left-hander. And Martin Perez, kind enough to join us here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. And first of all, Martin, welcome to Minnesota. I can recall, I want to say it was about your third ever Major League appearance was a start against the Twins. Uh, I believe it was in Arlington. Uh, It's hard for me to believe that you're only going to turn 28 years of age here in a couple of weeks because I feel like you've been in the league forever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me today. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a veteran guy, but uh, I'm still young. That's, That's the amazing thing. Everybody asks me, "Hey, how old are you?" I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna turn 28 uh, on the next month, and everybody went like, "Hey, but you got, you got, you got a lot of years in the beat. I mean, like, yeah, I got a lot of years, but I'm still young. But you know, I'm happy to to be a part of the uh, Twins organization, and you know, I think uh, this is gonna be a great year for for me and and for the team too. We look good and. and you know, we're trying to, to put everything together for start season and, and start playing good. Well, you've been off to a great start this spring, Martina, and I know that there have been some changes that you have made along with Wes and Jeremy uh, and the staff, but also how much for you is just being fully healthy again and feeling like yourself? I mean, a lot. Uh, I've been waiting for this, you know, to start feeling good again. And, uh, you know, last year was a little bit up and down and, just try to find a way and I can find it. But uh, this year, I think uh, when when my agent called me and, and he told me, hey, uh, the Twins want to sign you, I went like, hey, just trying to get a deal because I want to sign with that team. Uh, I know the uh, GM from, from between, and we are really good friends. And, and I think this is my chance to try something different and, and trying to change my career. And, and, you know, I just when I sign and I, when I get here, I can see from from everybody, you know, the uh, how they they talk to me and how they they believe in me, and and that's that's the key. I think that's what I start doing everything good and and trying to find my way, and uh, you know, work a lot with my pitching coach and my hips and trying to stay in the line, and and you know, I've been doing good on my my last my last outing, so I just you know want to continue to to be a consistency because um, that's what we need as a star. So. I'm happy to to be part of the team and, and wear the unit there from, from the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, you and Thad obviously go back to your young days in Texas. He's now uh, the GM here. And you mentioned your work with Wes and a lot of talk about hips. I know people want to focus on velocity, but for you is it more about break and movement and consistency than just the raw velocity that you've shown? Yeah, I think I think it's like uh, uh, for me it's like a rhythm, you know. It's like a, if you want to dance, you have to have a rhythm. If you don't have a rhythm, you know, you know, you're not gonna follow the the, uh, the music. 
and I think I think for me is everything is how 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 is you feeling on that day and you know that that's what I started looking for and and I have a chance to talk with with Johansson Tana and and I have a chance to to ask a lot of questions. Hey, how you prepare yourself for the game? What you think that I need to use? What what, what uh, where I need to start with my fastball first? All that kind of question that I maybe need because I'm still young and he got to to side Jones and and uh, you know it's not it's not easy to 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 be that kind of player, but. You know he do a lot of things on on baseball and 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 that was my favorite pitcher when I was when I when I was growing growing up. Uh, the only thing that I can say to you is that I feel great. I'm happy because everything is back and 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 you know every time when I have a, when I have a ball in my hands, I know that I'm gonna enjoy it and and I'm going to compete and I'm gonna do good for my team. Well, you mentioned Johan and the comparisons have always been there. You're both lefties from Venezuela, similar size. You know, Johan wasn't a, a big guy. I know you've been working with him a lot in camp. You've been around him a lot, and, and his knowledge is so valuable. Can we expect you to be throwing that Johan change up then, or are you guys just talking about more generalities in terms of pitching? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, that's why I, I always ask questions to him. How do you throw your change up? And, and, you know, what situation you throw your change up? Where you throw your change up? To what kind of hit it throw more you change out? all that kind of question that that you don't know this time and and he always give me a good answer and 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 he told me hey, with the pitches that you have you you have to compete and you gotta attack the hitters and 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 one thing that he told me hey when when you start your fastball inside in up in down in middle you're gonna have you're gonna have a good result down and away with your change and with your two seamers so that's why now my spring training I just trying to focus to throw a lot of fastball in. Because when I go away, it's more easy to me to look that area, that part of the play. And it worked for me. And, uh, you know, I think that's gonna, that's one of the plans that I'm going to establish this year on my uh, preparation before the game. Because uh, at this time, it worked good for me. And, and uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's time for me to, to me first and to everybody that, that I'm back and, and I'm ready to help the team for win. I think the Twins would like that as well. I think Twins fans are going to love you, Martin, not only on the field, but the energy you bring off it. Now, there's a great core of young Venezuelans on this team, whether it's Adrianza, Astadio, Marwin Gonzalez, yourself. Uh, I've had long talks with Eduardo Escobar in the past and certainly with uh, with Ra even earlier this year. What's going on in your home country is really hard to block out, right? I mean, you, oh, yeah. that's got to be uh, so personal to you. Know, it's, it's hard. To, you know, sometimes to explain to people that, uh, you know, we have a government that they don't help people. We don't have food. We just lost their energy for like five days. People die because there's not electricity down there. And and almost like 400 people die in, in, in four days. I mean, that's when you say how that happened in our country because we got everything. And, and, and you know, I think the government, the only, the only thing and just take the money and put it on a different bank, man. And, and, you know, I don't I don't like I don't like what how, how my country is right now. And uh one people that I want the people know, the fans that have a foundation and and uh you know everybody asked me after the season, hey why you why you go back to your country because your country's not good and I went like I know it's not that good but I got a lot of people I got a lot of things to do down there because I have a foundation. I like to help my people because our country is not good but you know, we gotta put everything on on God's hands, and 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 I think it's it's gonna change some days, and it's it's close to change, because you can see from the people, people they don't have a score right now to go to the streets and protest, but uh, you know, it's, it's a process, but it's hard to 
to us to to you know when you when you turn around your TV and and see what happened in your country and you can't do anything about it is frustrated a little bit. Yeah, incredibly difficult situation for all of you, but I, I feel as if. Uh, you and your fellow Venezuelan players have almost a, it's like a family within the game uh, sharing that, that singular experience together. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but one thing then, that, you know, the, the, when we, we share that, we're just trying to have fun. And, and, and I, want the, I want the fans to know that I like to have fun. I like to enjoy the game. I like to, you know, I, I never get mad. I don't like to get mad because that's not the, kind of the, the, the type of guy that, that I am. I just like to go to a field, have fun. If you somebody asks me for a, for an autograph or a picture, I always gonna have a smile on my face. And uh, I like to talk with the fans. Uh, you know, I love to 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 be you know around the fans and talk about life. And and and, and I want the fans know me because we are we are human. You know, we're not we're not a robot. And 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 uh, we have a we have a normal life. You know, outside the baseball. And 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 we're trying to enjoy it. And, and we. And where we am in the field, I like to, I like to help my teammates, and, you know, stay positive and, and help more I can for, for you know, push something to to win. That's all about it. Well said. That's Martin Perez, Twins left-handed starting pitcher. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killer Root Beer Made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. We'll take a break. When we come back, more three quick cuts with Martin Perez right here on your home for Twins baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back. Final segment on another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Now, next week, I will be out. Corey and Danny will be working overtime. They'll be hosting the Hot Stove Show for you, and then I'll be back the night before opening day. Can't believe we're that close to opening day. Uh, live from our network headquarters at Target Field, and then obviously the season is upon us. Right now, we're joined by Martin Perez from Fort Myers, uh, and we're going to have three cuts with Martin Perez and We'll start with this one, Martin. You've spent the bulk of your career, all of it prior to this year, with the Rangers, and they train in Arizona. It's your first chance to train in Florida. Biggest differences for you between the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the, the first thing is the weather. I feel like uh, like I'm in Venezuela, you know. <laughs> it's hot, it's warm, it's really nice. You don't, you don't have to use a lot of stuff because it's not a cold. You get hot quick. You don't have to do too much, too many things at the at the field. But uh, you know, it's fun. I, I feel more close to Venezuela. I feel more close to my people. And and uh, you know, I just spent 11 years with the Rangers in uh, in Arizona, and and just come here, face the new hitters, uh, having a different teammates, and 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 trying to meet everybody. But that was not easy. My first five days in the camp, but. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm not scared to speak, and, and I just meet everybody and trying to, to you know, have a, like a good uh, relation with all my teammates, and and now I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with on the team. Making it look easy. That's Martin Perez talking about going from the Cactus League to the Grapefruit League. Uh, my second question: You played your entire career with a guy who is considered by many to be one of the all-time great teammates and characters in the game, not to mention a Hall of Fame player. That, of course, is Adrian Beltre. Do you have a favorite Adrian Beltre story? Um, yeah, I think uh, that was uh, one of the games that I was uh, that I was facing. Uh, uh, that was in 2013. I had to face uh, Baltimore on the uh, Will Call game. The, on the on the games uh, 163 and I remember I have a uh, runners on first and third and uh, no out and he come to me and he went hey 
we give you the ball because you're the guy to put our team every time on the first place, and it's time to you to take care of your teammates again. And I went like, hey, I'm going to do it because I know that you guys believe me, and I believe in you guys because every time when the guys hit the balls, the balls to you guys, you guys don't, don't don't make errors and you guys play for me and and I'm gonna do it and I take my zero and then they always like happy and throw me a water and everything that that was that, that wasn't my 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 favorite you know that 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 my favorite moment with with Edwin and I got a lot of things to tell you guys and then gonna 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 finish tonight. <laughs> there are so many <laughs> stories about yeah, the great Elgin Bridge. What a great moment though, coming over and saying hey. Let's go. You're our guy. Oh, yeah. We're here for yeah. you. And uh, yeah, yeah. we know how that one turned out. Final question for you now. Uh, we know you have you have a ranch back in Venezuela, uh, and, and obviously you're a tremendous athlete. Uh, we talked about the Johan Santana comparisons a little bit. Were there other sports for you in addition to baseball or besides baseball? And tell us about, uh, about your cowboy side. You know, I have my ranch. I got a... Uh... You know my 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 cows and and you know all all that kind of stuff like a like a country boy, but the one thing that I always fight uh, with Odor, that was my teammate with the with the Rangers. They get mad at me because I don't use both. I always use uh, like a Louis Vuitton or Gucci that kind of shoes, and and they always use like a good pants with the good belt and good boat, and and they always get it, get mad at me. Hey, why you don't use both? You you a cowboy guy? I went like yeah, but I don't like to use it, man. So no I'm boots. I'm gonna spend like seven thousand bucks on the boat that that um that I just gonna use it for one night. I I just buy a lot of stuff with with a a thousand bucks. I can I can buy you know two pair of shoes and I can use it. Nah, no, but you are a cowboy guy. You gotta use it. I, I went like no, I don't like to use it. Give me alone, man. I would, hey, every every eight days, every time we're gonna fly to a different city, they yell at me because I don't use my boat. So no boots, a cowboy with no boots. Can you get horses? Cowboy with no boots, but I like to sing. <laughs> a singing cowboy with no boots. I want to know, can you get cow manure off of Gucci shoes? Like, is that, can you clean those up? Oh, yeah, Gucci, that, that stuff, like a something <laughs> comfortable. You know, no boots. It's too hard for me. Martin Perez, outstanding effort on three cuts. Uh, you are a welcome addition to the Twins family, Martin. Thank you. Uh, have a great time. Thank I know you're throwing tomorrow. Finish strong spring. We'll see you up here in a couple of weeks, okay? Perfect. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, he'll be the guy singing, but no boots. That's Martin Perez. That's kind me. Enough. That's me. We can ride a boot, you know? <laughs> kind enough to join us on the Twins Hot Stove Show. We appreciate okay, James Rousen stopping by as well. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer. Corey and Danny will handle things a week from now. want to uh, thank everybody for joining us, in particular James and Martin. And we'll see you next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball.